0: I want to steal a question off Reddit for our podcast this week. Really? Uh, someone uh, someone posted a topic of when are you supposed to wear a robe?
1: When are you supposed to wear a robe? When are you
0: supposed to wear a robe?
1: Uh, when you're cosplaying, um, what's his name from the Playboy Mansion? Oh
0: so, uh, Hefner. We we both think along the same lines because my reaction to my answer to that question was during your seductions. <laughs> but you need to also have a
1: corn pipe.
0: No, them. you don't need the corn cob pipe just it's it's you can wear a robe whenever, but you need to be wearing one during your seductions. I think is what I came up with
1: that's fair, but I mean, yeah, I mean it makes sense if you're the the hefting it up, then that's definitely sometime you want to do that
0: Th- that man is always involved in a seduction of some kind, yeah,
1: well, he was I fucking the cameras all the time, yeah, that's just who he was. He exuded that, yeah, so um. I can't think of any other time. Actually, now that I think about it, well, maybe think, at home when you're tired. Yeah, like it's
0: the the obvious answer is also like when you're at home and you've already taken off your pants but need to go outside for like 10 seconds.
1: Hmm. That's valid. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything else.
0: But they're two opposite ends of the spectrum. Like one's like this like y- you say the answer and you're like ah, that's a little uncomfortable to hear anyone say ever. And the other one's like that's the epitome of lazy.
1: <laughs> i would i would rock it for a bit, but i always just wear shorts for the most part so
0: yeah uh, uh, my issue's always been it's like oh you can get like the bathrobe i'm like the bathrobe outside is a weird like cry for help that's like uh I, I lost my crack and i'm trying to find it kind of moment almost hmm. like you have to have like the good robe like a, a real robe with like some embroidery on it or something so people go ah he's a classy
1: crazy person Or he's a, uh, what do you call it? was the word I was looking for. Or you're a flasher who's getting ready to... That's a trench
0: coat. You don't use a robe for for flashing. You use a gray trench coat. Those are the rules of perversion. A gray trench coat. A gray trench coat with, like, the double button thing going on. You have to have the kind of wraparound tie for quick flashing, but you do not use a robe for flashing. It's too suspicious.
1: Huh. Didn't realize there was such a science this.
0: There is. There the rules of being street perverts are very real.
1: <laughs> is this
0: something you found on your adventures in the darknet? Uh not the dark net necessarily, just living in other cities. Uh, gotcha. You you learn certain things like guy in a gray trench coat and socks you avoid that guy because he's obviously up to some stuff like that's also the guy who's like going over to his girlfriend's place for some like romantic surprise and is like i'm gonna do something different you're like you're a fucking weirdo for riding the bus like that but power to you buddy <laughs> as someone who enjoys the kilt lifestyle there there are moments where it's like would i wear this on a bus no no i would not
1: no why not
0: i ever worn a kilt uh no. I don't know how girls sit on anything in public. Like it's the, it's that awkward moment of do you want to risk the possibility of your nuts touching a seat you have no idea who the fuck sat on before you.
1: Mm, that's true. As that's little uh... Yeah. I keep thinking about it more now. I'm just like uh. Yeah.
0: Like I said, I don't know how women who wear skirts and dresses sit on anything in public ever. Yeah. But that would never be far from my mind. It's like you have no idea what was here previously. It was obviously a slime monster. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 112. We're the official podcast of Slime Wicked Studios, and as always, I'm Charlie, aka Mordak, joined by Alex, aka, what's it, like, Drudgin' Offline or something? Uh, it's, uh, Mr. Hipster
1: 69.
0: Ah, uh, uh, yes, Mr. Hipster 69. Yes. <laughs> As part of his moving, he's been forced to change his gamers' tags. His, uh, change of address did not go through.
1: Yep. Unfortunately, so at this point, I am now Mr. Mr. Hipster 69 to fit in in my new uh, surroundings.
0: Yeah. Have you taken up vaping yet to fit in?
1: Uh, not yet. I, I'm working on it, but... You know?
0: Are they still about the corn cob pipe up there?
1: Yeah, I'm working on getting a corn cob pipe. Yes, or a corn cob pipe.
0: You know, if you were really of the point, you'd make your own with a corn cob.
1: I I wouldn't even know where to start with that.
0: You buy some corn. Uh
1: huh.
0: You chop it in half and you hollow out the center and you put a hole through the side of it and you then get like a hollow wooden dowel or something and now you have a pipe.
1: Huh. Well, then uh, I'll I'll report back next week on my <laughs> corn cob uh, accomplishments. If not, I'll just vent my frustrations next week.
0: One of my favorite hipster ass stories I ever heard was someone talking about how they were changing from using a bowl to smoke weed to a pipe to smoke weed. And part of my brain was just like, there are so many things wrong about this and I want to kick your ass for it. <laughs> But that's the Portland version of that story where it's like, oh, I only smoke weed out of a corn cob pipe I made from actual corn. Huh. I only smoke out of the most organically sourced bong apples.
1: <laughs> organically sourced? What?
0: Have you never seen someone smoke out of an apple before?
1: Oh, yeah, I have myself.
0: But... Yeah, it's a bong apple.
1: Yeah, but wait. You're asking me to do that now? I don't since know. I'm up here? <laughs> I'm not asking you you to do shit. I'll do it for the podcast. I'll do it, man.
0: I'm not asking you to do shit, man.
1: (laughs) I'm fucking doing it. Next week, I'm going to be high on fucking apple weed, and I don't know what else.
0: Save it for episode 420.
1: (laughs) Uh, Perfect. That'll work. Get Jeff back,
0: make him try weed, see what happens. Oh, that would be so much fun. If my times of dragging Jeff into rooms at anime conventions he was not prepared for are any indication, yes. Yes, it would be. <laughs> Man, I make that guy watch a lot of almost gay porn. <laughs> what? You actually ever been to an anime convention? I've been to an anime convention, Not yes. Anime Expo in the dealer's room. I mean, like, actually been an attendee at all day at an anime convention, and were there, like, after 11 p.m.
1: I don't know what other one you refer to.
0: No, I mean, like, as an attendee, just kind of, like, mulling about going to as many panels as you can go to.
1: Oh, yeah, I've done a few of those.
0: So the big one back where me and Jeff grew up is called Anime Boston, and they had an after-hours thing that started on, like, it may have been like 8 p.m. on Saturday and Friday nights was after-hours, but because of that, like, Sunday morning would roll around, and there'd still be one room showing boy love anime, which isn't porn, but it's so much more graphic. <laughs> and I remember there was one time where, like, we were, t- like, me and Jeff were there and we were tired or hungover or something. I think I was hungover, Jeff was tired, and we were trying to find a place just to sit down for a little while and we wound up in one. It was just like, okay, where the fuck is this shit going?
1: Yeah. Well, uh I don't think I've gone to any of those conventions with you. I have gone to other ones, but not that level. If you haven't
0: watched people dub Hentai Live, have you even actually been to an anime convention? Wait what? Uh, the anime Boston the an Old podcast we talked about this. One of the main events of the after hours stuff was they would they the main room the kind of big like stadium area they would do live hentai dubbing and there they'd bring random audience members up and make them dub hentai. It was great.
1: That's so creepy.
0: It was fucking creepy.
1: God, why? Why?
0: Because it's hilarious.
1: No, that's just creepy.
0: No, it's kind oh. of awesome.
1: Oh. God, it's the truest of anime. Fucking anime weirdos. Yeah. So I am glad I've never been too crazy about it, but
0: I haven't either. But I can appre I, I used to really appreciate parts of the culture. I still like. If you said like, "Hey, we're going to a live hentai dubbing," I would still go. I, I think I'm at that point in my life where I'm comfortable with myself to be like, "Now nah, I'm gonna go to that." No, like, unless I have a like, have a child with me, I'm going to that shit without any kind of arm twisting required because. It's always been hilarious every time I've gone previously.
1: <laughs> that's just like, hey, uh, Charlie, what are you doing tonight? Oh, well, I'm uh, just kind of hanging out. Hey, dude, I got this hentai recording that's doing a live audience thing. You want to go? Yeah, dude, No problem. Let's go. Will
0: there be a crowd of at least 50 people? Dude, there'll be like 300 people. I am in. Let's go. Will a Wookiee and some dude dressed as a biker do the sound score for a lesbian scene? Yes awesome <laughs> will the wookiee stay in character the entire time of course this is what i want
1: that's uh,
0: will the scene end with that wookiee roar hell's yeah i i don't god
1: damn you charlie every time
0: every time
1: that's, uh, that's why you know i'm um, part of me is glad that i have moved out of distance from you to drag me into any of these weird ass things like i like it when you take me places like the gore show that stuff is fun but like this weird next level strange world you've been a part of that terrifies me sometimes that no let me t- let me change that terrifies me all the fucking time
0: because <laughs> you know it's out there
1: yeah like like your stories of like pre FTC before FTC became big that stuff scares me.
0: Yeah, that's the, the, the truest FGC.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's terrifying.
0: I have found some of that pure FGC, actually, the tabletop community. Uh, I definitely heard of a tournament of, like, tabletop stuff that still has, like, people in horse mask issues. And I'm like, I need to go to that, I think. Why? It's terrible. You understand, I miss back when, like, that was how you competed. In the horse head? In the horse head. Again... If you haven't had a money match between two people in their underwear and just horse masks, did you even have a fighting game tournament? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have no
0: words. No, you didn't.
1: You and your weird world of shit. I
0: never took uh, you to Lucha anyway, Vavoom, did I? But what? I never took you to Lucha Vavoom, did I?
1: That I've heard of and I wanted to go to. I have been to Lucha Vavoom
0: several times.
1: Tell me about it.
0: Uh, it is Bad Stripper Show and Decent Lucha Libre combined into one magical experience.
1: Yeah, I'd totally be down for something like that. Just because I remember seeing it, there was, they had a Valentine's Day show I wanted to go check out.
0: The Valentine's out. Day show is the worst show. The um,
1: Think of the Mayo one is better?
0: I prefer the Halloween one because they had lots of blacklight matches. and I, I I stand by some of the best wrestling I've ever seen was at one of the Halloween shows I went to where you had... Two giant dudes versus two little people wrestlers, all in black lights. So it was just kind of like neon skulls, tiny neon skulls versus giant hulking neon skulls. And that was pretty (laughs) fucking cool. That's pretty funny. Yeah. It was a tag match, too, so that was kind of (laughs) cool.
1: The shorties won. Of course. The underdogs.
0: And for the clarity, I'm not talking just like some short people. I'm talking like some four foot eleven sub people that I'm not to say the word midget to describe anymore correctly. You wait, went- <laughs> I miss that word. It's so descriptive. <laughs> but I get it.
1: You can't say it anymore?
0: Not supposed to. Really? And I'm trying to make an active move to not say it anymore because I did offend someone the other day with it. What? Not recently, recently, but I I had a moment the other day where it's like, oh my god, I'm like, this is wrong. I'm 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 better than this. Yes, it's two people and a pumpkin patch under the size of pumpkins, and I find that amazing. But it's not fair to them to think this way. They're people. They're not going around (laughs) being like, holy shit, he's tall.
1: That's true. Although I'd love to hear him like turn it around and be like, what's up, you tall motherfucker over there? How's the weather up there, you giant piece of shit? You need to go to more
0: lucha libre matches with uh short people in them then because that's exactly <laughs> what happens
1: yeah i'd love to see something like lots that, of like...
0: you fucking come down here i'll beat your ass it's like yeah. damn
1: yeah or something along the lines of hey the only way i want to whoop that or only way i want to punch you in the face if i climb up a fucking beanstalk you giant piece of shit i
0: yeah! best wrestling i've been... ever seen was kind of along those lines where like well that that's still the the best wrestling match i ever saw was the mime versus the one-legged dude but i wait, why? Have we never talked about Freak Show Wrestling with you? No. Uh, Freak Show Wrestling is a wrestling that used to be near my old apartment. Uh, Sorry. Freak Show Wrestling was done out of Rikishi's Wrestling Gym, which was near my old apartment. And me and my girlfriend at one point went and saw a wrestling match that the kind of culminating event for it was a giant battle royale that started off with a mime versus a dude with one leg. And because... These were the two best wrestlers ever in existence. They only attacked the missing leg, so it was the mime putting the missing leg into, like, clutches and holds and elbow drops and shit, and it was amazing.
1: That is Best beautiful.
0: wrestling ever.
1: That's actually pretty fucking cool.
0: And then, a uh, giant oct- and then a giant octopus squid attacked the ring, and it was done by the guys at UGWAR's outfits, and then all hell broke loose and stuff happened, but... Huh. It was a weird evening. There was a cop that got taken out by that. Like, Someone drove a motorcycle through that gym at one point in the evening. Like, There was lots of stuff. Where I'm like, huh, wasn't expecting this. Not surprised
1: at this point, but. You know, every time I think you're done, surprising <laughs> me. Like, I'm like, you know what? I, I think he's tapped the well dry when it comes to this weird stuff. But if you had told me, It'd be before noon, we haven't had any alcohol, and we'd be discussing a mime wrestling with an imaginary leg for a dude who has one Well, let me rephrase that. A mime was wrestling with a one-legged dude, and he had the fake, or he had the imaginary leg in a clutch lock. Submission
0: holds all the way on that missing leg. It was awesome. (sighs) I don't know. I'm I'm not sure if you're lucky you didn't know me the first two years when I lived in LA, or... You missed out because that's when you get, like, texts from me at, like, five in the afternoon being, like, yo, you want to go do X? And X would be, like, you want to go see a tag team wrestling match of, like, people in, uh, uh, like, Mario outfits fighting each other? Wait. <laughs> uh. I went to a lot of Lucha Libre shows back then and other stuff was up. Like, I like, that was when you could text me, like, hey, you want to go do X? I'd be like, I am fucking down that sounds amazing and now i've done too much of all that stuff so it's like oh you want to go do x yeah i used to go to that but you know i I don't like the direction they're going in right now the it's not as good as it used to be man
1: Huh? yeah apparently i guess there's this whole culture that i never saw and maybe i'm glad i never saw it to be honest with you it terrifies me to know what's out there in los angeles now i you know lurking
0: below the surface
1: yeah, you know what? I grew up in the hood in L.A. You know what? I kind of am glad. Like I, it, it was in my way, my own little shelter. How far away from hood. San Francisco are you? Uh, f- currently? Yeah. Further than I am from. Well, all right. The entire state was of Washington
0: between you and California, isn't it? No, Washington's above me. Oh, I got that swapped. Yeah. So if if you ever feel the urge to go to a real Charlie ass event, go to an, go to the only reason I want to go to San Francisco.
1: Hood okay. Slam. Hood Slam. Yeah. What is Hood Slam?
0: It's a wrestling event but it's got great moments of like um, Link from the Legend of Zelda, you know that Link versus like Drugs Bunny who is totally not a copyright infringing drug. Uh, Drugs Bunny who's just strung on cocaine <laughs> Okay, so Drugs Bunny and Link Link, okay Like Mario might show up or Ryu or Ryu how you pronounce it, like it's a thing I've been told I should go to and it currently is one of the few reasons I would ever go to San Francisco, is to go to Hood Slam.
1: I think that might be farther, but that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, like I'd be willing to give that a shot. I actually haven't stopped by San Fran in a long time, so
0: we should go to Hood Slam together, and you can have a magical, terrible evening with Charlie. <laughs> drink this now, forty. Why? It's part of the evening. It's part of the evening. Just drink it. Do it. It'll help you. It'll help you later. What happens later? (laughs) Remember, tuck and roll. What are we doing? That's
1: (laughs) that's that's pretty good. Should we get the weeks? I think so. I'm just. uh, (laughs) Do you need a minute?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go so you have a chance to collect your thoughts.
1: Yeah, go ahead, Charlie. Go on. Tell, (laughs) Tell me about your week. I didn't do shit. Uh, I, it's, do, it's, I didn't
0: do shit. It's been a busy week at work, so it's been that, and I've been recovering more with my arms, so that's been fun, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, Me and my girlfriend went and saw there's a museum here with the Jim Henson exhibit. We went and checked that out, and that was kind of cool. I got to be mere inches away from Kermit the Frog inside of a glass case, which is cool. That's pretty cool. I, it's weird because a bunch of years ago, I used to work on a touring um, Sesame Street exhibit, and it's like, man, this is a version of this I don't actively hate because I've had to proof it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was fun. Uh, playing lots of Destiny, playing lots of Warframe. Um, Digging that summer event for Monster Hunter. That's been fun to kind of go back through and get the event challenges I missed. Like, I didn't realize how many event challenges happened, like, right when I was moving. So I'm like, yeah, I remember this and totally missed it. did not have a TV for three weeks. Ah. That sucked. Yeah, I... Nah, I uh, mostly I've learned there's some thirsty-ass dog people out there.
1: So please defy what you mean by thirsty-ass dog people out so there. As, as
0: so as loyal listeners of the podcast may remember, my dog has an Instagram, and we will get some weird-ass messages on that Instagram. And they're not from people. They're from other dog Instagram accounts. And I'm not going to say they're, like, overtly creepy, but when you take a step back and think wait, this is a person pretending to be a dog contacting another dog on Instagram that's obviously a person via direct message and being like, you are such a sexy dog. It's like, ah, this is uncomfortable now.
1: What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah. Dude, like, my dog has an Instagram, and I don't think the dog has ever gotten any creepy-ass messages like that. Maybe it's your breed.
0: Like I, pugs attract oh, that no, kind bu- of people. Oh, no, pug people are monsters. As as a pug person, or as a pug owner, I am aware I am a monster. Oh, that's... Like, there's a list out there they added me and Jen to, where it's like, owns a pug. <laughs> Got a pug, boys? If there's ever a crime in my neighborhood now, they show up and be like, you're on the pug list, and we go, we understand we're now synonymous with serial killers, yeah.
1: though, like, why would you pretend to be your dog and I, fucking send something like that?
0: Like I said, there are some thirsty ass dog people, and it responded. I I don't think we responded to any of this shit. Like, and it's that rare mix of like, oh, okay, follow for follow back. They're like, that's fine, whatever. It's the like, yo, you a hot dog, and I'm like, a my dog is underage. B, this is a human talking to a human. You are aware of this fact, like scrump is not on my phone being like what the fuck's up with this creepy ass motherfucker it's me being like what the fuck's up with this creepy ass motherfucker
1: why are people like this man because
0: it's on the internet and therefore semi-anonymous
1: but like come on people can identify you from your you need to start posting that like post those like screenshot it and then post it and be like uh somebody else's what is it, the other person's hitting on my dog, pretending to be that would be a dog. my
0: Instagram of people uh, be posting shit like that, and i, I just don't want to go down that dark rabbit hole
1: that's so fucking creepy, yeah, though. I'm so glad I've never seen that shit on my dog's- like I know it's really douchey to have a dog Instagram, oh, thing, it's I
0: incredibly guess. douchey,
1: but like end it there yeah that's where it is, but don't like don't, oh being creepy like. Oh, that just makes me feel dirty. I never want to post pictures of my dog ever again. Fuck that noise. No. Oh, now I just feel sick. Yep. First, I was disturbed from all the weird shit you told me about. Now I'm just sick. you got to send me screenshots, by the way.
0: I actually don't. I I should. I don't care enough. It's like, oh, that's weird. Delete. The back button is so easy to get to. How's
1: your week been? (sighs) well, up until now, it was so bad. Um, but then realizing there are these people that exist and they're nearby bothers me. But um, all right, I guess I'll try to let me let me. You know, you told me I was gonna take some time to rebuild myself in this break, and then I'm realizing now that it's just is turning into this weird thing with the people I hear about. But anyway, um, so this week has been kind of cool. Um, it's starting to cool down again, which is nice. I got some central air because goddamn, it was hot. Actual so, central
0: air or an AC unit?
1: Well, AC unit, sorry. I'm
0: I have central air. Don't, don't don't confuse your peasant air conditioner with my glorious central air.
1: Excuse me, sir. I used to have central air, and I had a fucking Echo B attached to it, so I could reset that shit from my phone. Do you have an Echo B?
0: No, because I'm not an idiot.
1: What? Those things are awesome. What are you talking about?
0: Uh, until someone taps into it remotely, and starts fucking with your air conditioning like I do to my
1: neighbor. Well, that's their fault for not locking their shit I... down. So... Mine is set on my Wi-Fi, not its own personal Wi-Fi. That's fair. So, anybody who does that and doesn't lock their shit down is asking for it. But anyway, um, it's been pretty cool. I've kind of been exploring uh, the area a little bit more, not too much, of course, because, like I said, it's just it's difficult to kind of go and not be able to explore with Mandy because she works on the days I have off and vice versa. So, um, but it's nice. Like it's. I've been enjoying going to the parks and more. We found some, there's a lot of off-leash dog parks around here that are pretty cool. Huh. Um, and then my newest exploration this week is these little coffee stands that are like little drive throughs They're kind of nice and nifty. And so those are, I've gone there and bought coffee a few times. The, okay. So I come from LA where Starbucks is a thing, that and the coffee bean and tea leaf, whatever you call it. The level of like customization and then shit that people put in their coffee up here is phenomenal
0: oh you're in fucking
1: adjective land man yeah it's there's so much crazy shit for coffee out here like they have these stacks and stacks of like rows and rows of flavors they have and they all it okay if i hadn't looked at a better like if i hadn't gotten a better glance I could easily assume these are all just like alcohol bottles with that weird nozzle at the top that they used to pour really quick at bars. Wait, have you never been to a place that does like flavor shots in coffee? Not really, other than like Starbucks and coffee bean.
0: Uh, That's a normalish thing, I guess. I thought you were talking like real exotic stuff, like they were milking a porcupine or something for an alternative to dairy or soy-based creamer.
1: No, it's it's just they have this next-level flavor coffee stuff and all that stuff. It's yeah, have um, you
0: encountered the candy bar coffee yet? Which is a coffee that has so many ingredients, it's basically a candy bar.
1: Uh, no. You will. It's a candy bar coffee.
0: It's I call them candy bar coffees. I think of my, fr- my growing up. I think my friends did too. It's eventually you will hear a coffee that the descriptor the person gives is basically the ingredients to a Snickers bar, where it's what? it. it, it it basically becomes the coffee that's more like chocolate and nougat flavoring and caramel and other shit than coffee.
1: That's pretty fucking bu- cool. I'd I'd like to try your super sugary drink though. Starbucks has them. Wait, Starbucks has it? I thought. Oh, you mean like the unicorn one?
0: Yeah, among other things. Yeah.
1: Oh no, I've never had that. I always just usually get a chai. Like, I don't look. I don't explore on the menu. But
0: like, it's time to broaden your horizons. When you broaden your horizons, you wind up at my fucked up underground lucha libre fights. Drinking a sugary coffee, being like, <laughs> "How did I get here?"
1: Yeah, that's that's how that's how you found your Lucha Libre rings was uh, through coffee.
0: No, but I'm
1: gonna expanding my horizons a little bit. I'm afraid of what I'm gonna find. To be honest with you, out here, like, if I was in L.A., I'd be okay with expanding my horizons because I'd recognize home and I could find my way in. A, you know, find my way home because I know the the landmarks. Out here, I don't know shit. So I'm gone. I'm dead. It's, it's goodbye. So, I'm going to take a hard fucking pass on Expanding Horizons. I'm going to live inside my apartment as long as I can. Mm. So, I've got Azeroth, and that'll make me happy. So
0: Pray they never bring Coffee and Lucha Libre to Azeroth.
1: (laughs) Maybe in the RP servers they will. Wouldn't surprise me.
0: Man, I would get back into that game if they added a Lucha Libre class. Like, a specialization for Monk is just called Luchador. That'd be fucking tight. What's it do? Grapple and high-flying aerial maneuvers. What's its build? Oh, it's, it's a DPS tank. It's got ults like the Stone Cold Stunner.
1: Huh.
0: You haven't lived you seeing an undead give a I don't know, a Draenei a Stone Cold Stunner.
1: A Draenei Stone Cold Stunner. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Not gonna lie. That'd be pretty cool to watch. Uh, But other than the craziness of the Draenei Stone Cold Stunner, um... It's been kind of cool out here. It's nice that it's cooling off, literally, which is nice. I guess we're it's just a roller coaster of heat wave right now. Sure. Where it's up and down, up and down. But luckily, it's the first weekend I've had where the temperatures aren't at the high for the week. It's actually at the mid-range. Because every week before, the high temperatures for the week were always on my days off. So it was always fucking hot and disgusting in my apartment.
0: Yeah, that's so. the how it works.
1: Yep. But other than that, it is nice. <clears throat> um, I will say one of the things that also really appreciate out here is the level of people not setting off fireworks x amount of weeks after. We are st- yeah,
0: we are still fucking doing that.
1: Nope, hasn't happened out here in fucking days. Like it's been a while, and maybe there's a one-off here and there, but that's it. <clears throat> people are not setting off fireworks, and I have to say, I appreciate that.
0: I miss the gunshots.
1: But <laughs> well, yeah, um, I guess in the gaming side of stuff that I've been up to, um. Just mainly playing WoW, which we'll get into more this it's week. It's summer.
0: Summer sucks for gaming.
1: It does. It's just kind of stay at home, do your thing, wait for this fall releases to start piling through, so to speak. It's not even the fall releases.
0: I'm not waiting for, like, January, because that's when fucking everything comes out again. It's like, oh, what comes out in September? Destiny 2 stuff. What else? Who the fuck else cares? Everything else comes out in, like, February, January.
1: There's still stuff that are, that's coming out. I don't care about Madden. Well, fuck Madden, but I mean, like, there's still, um, <clears throat> what do you call it? Um, Kingdom Hearts is still coming out. Obviously, the Wow expansion. Uh, isn't there another thing that's supposed to be coming out soon?
0: Probably. I'm just making a joke right now.
1: No. Yeah, that's all I'm like, oh, never mind.
0: <laughs> I haven't looked, I haven't, I haven't preordered anything really either, so it's like, eh, what if? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's news time. I think it is news time. That means it's time, Alex. <clears throat> there you go. Jazz hands. <laughs> Alright, speaking of pre-ordering and rolling right into it this week. Uh so, um Remember Star Citizen how I say like don't fucking back Star Citizen? Yep. Despite having back Star Citizen?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: someone put over 400 uh, sorry, 4,500 dollars of their own money into Star Citizen, both as part of the Kickstarter campaign, and since then uh, we are call him Ken Lord, because that's its actual name, first back uh, Star Citizen back in 2012, as part of its uh, Kickstarter campaign, has been kind of been following the game, et cetera, et cetera, ever since. he recently said, "Enough is enough," and wanted his money back. Uh, RSI, or, sorry, Star Citizen RSI, the various parts of it, said no, because, uh, prior to a certain point you get your money back, now not so much, there was a whole kind of end-user agreement thing that happened that pissed off some people, rightfully so, uh, but in our, his argument was that his stuff existed prior to then. That's fine, whatever. But so, this ultimately led in them going to court, where he sued them for losses and lost.
1: Huh. Well... It's a Kickstarter. It's kind of... Yes, but at the, it, his
0: argument was that a lot of his money went in prior to the rule. Uh, so you can sue a Kickstarter. Nothing prevents you from doing that, and the, uh, so now it does. But at the time of this happening, that rule wasn't in place yet for Kickstarter. So. Oh,
1: okay.
0: This is more of a the argument that RSI, Star Citizen, the various groups used, was that kind of retroactively uh, some user agreement stuff he signed and agreed to applied to all of his previous backings, which just kind of further goes along with my ongoing comment of don't fucking buy it a Star Citizen, or if you do, buy, like, the $20 entry pack and see if you're okay with that game. Don't put in $4,500
1: over time. Yeah. Yep. It's funny, too, because I remember you said, like, did we have, I know we had this discussion before about, like, I mean, obviously you said, don't back it. Yeah. But, like, I remember you said, like, because there's a good guarantee, you'll never get your money. Yeah. kind of thing. And uh, it's kind of reinforced I that. have
0: money in that game. I have, like, 150 bucks and, like, three ships, though. And as dumb as it sounds, like, occasionally I fire up that game. I go into one of the hangars and go, I got some cool spaceships. <laughs> And that makes me feel better about myself briefly, and that's all I care about kind of thing. Like, it's the, I go inside, I sit down on the ships, like, if I'm having a real bad day, I'm like, I'm gonna go play with my spaceships for a minute. I'm not happy I spent this money, but, you know, I get something out of it, kind of. Yeah, like, if you're curious about Star Citizen, they have a bunch of cheap-ass entry-level things you can buy into, you should check out. But, like, don't go all in, like, there, there are people that have played the shit out of that alpha power to them there are entire youtube channels dedicated to work to covering and following and and and, and kind of dissecting a variety of things in that game that's not even out like kind of like some of like the comments lord had about this was how rsi successfully found a way to get people to pay for scope creep and dlc that doesn't even exist yet for a game that doesn't even exist like it's it is a brilliant move on their part but at the same time like it's this is still a Kickstarter, even though it's no longer really technically a Kickstarter. You may never, probably won't ever see a full game.
1: Yeah, and you've stressed that several times. Yeah. Really. like it's the Kickstarter thing. Like it's a risk you're going into it. Like there's no guarantee you're yep. going to get your money back. As a guy who's donated to a Kickstarter that has yet to give me my items, uh, I know the pain. Oh no, and
0: I would go one step further. If like anyone who's like this is a vaporware game, I can go play a version of Star Citizen. It's not a full release version of Star Citizen, but I have a version of Star Citizen on my laptop right now. Is it a good or complete version of that game? No, but some of it does exist. It's a better, it's it's not vaporware, it's a con job. Mm. But one I'm kind of okay with, because I get something out of it. But yeah, be careful when you back stuff. Specifically things that have raised almost like $200 million after a Kickstarter campaign closed. For a game that keeps getting, but at the same time, like MMOs take a fucking long ass time to happen. And like, this isn't really blown past the typical how long it takes to make an MMO of this scope timelines, really. Like, I I think I was watching something that basically said, like, Wow, took six years start to finish to get from kind of concept to testable product. Like, the beta happened six years after they started working on it, kind of thing. And that was significantly Mm. less ambitious, but at the same time, The argument against this game is, man, they keep adding stuff that, like, maybe they should perfect other parts before they add this shit, which is a completely fair complaint. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yep. Maybe don't fund Star Citizen, or do if you're curious. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just informing
1: you of facts. Or, you know, if you're going to fundraise or kickstart something like this, just expect to go into it with the idea that you'll probably never see your money again. Yeah. You have given
0: your money to strangers. Assume that is equivalent to giving like ten dollars to a random person on the street. Being like, you're gonna get me something for that, right? Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, I. This is like the thing that bugs me about this is there are some really legit good Kickstarter games that have come out. Are there? Okay. There are a few. Isn't um, was it a uh, Hollow Knight? Didn't that start off as a Kickstarter game? Did it? I believe so. Hollow Knight, or there was also another one that's like an RPG that also was really good. I'm gonna look this up now. You are correct. Yeah. And Hollow Knight was a fucking great game. And not to mention, they're still up to now still updating the game and giving out some free updates and stuff like that for it. Yeah. So, I will say yeah, Hollow Knight is one of those games that's also really fucking good. If you haven't played Hollow Knight, you should go check that out. You're the nice I guess it's been described as like a two d version of uh Dark Souls,
0: I have played it, oh yeah, you've played it yeah no, it's yeah, it... it's fine i I don't like two d versions of Dark Souls,
1: well, you don't like two d games this general. is also true. This is very true as when we had a uh, one of our YouTube videos where I made you play uh <laughs> that game <laughs> that, that, just, game?
0: that game is the real two <laughs> d version of Dark Souls. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I wanna be the guy guided. That's right that game, yeah, but that game is made with the intention, hey, I'm gonna troll the fuck out of you so yeah that, let's but have that's fun with that.
0: really the two d dark souls,
1: <laughs> yeah, but this one's pretty cool, I think so there 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 are examples of you know games that are really well done yeah this this is case in point, point. and now there's a possibility that games like these may not see funding in the future because you have assholes like the star citizen guys
0: it's no, it's not poisoning the wealth, if anything, like it's. Oh, we're not gonna be Star Citizen. and we're not gonna be uh, Mighty Number no. Nine or whatever it was called. Like it's the, you know how people say like, oh, we're not gonna be them. We're gonna do it right. Like I Bloodstain the um got, the game that came out from the Castlevania guys looks solid and people seem happy with it.
1: Yeah, I I, I kickstarted that actually. I should probably play it though because I think the game is already released now.
0: I don't know. There was some e EC- there was some e three videos of it. That I'm looking at it going. Ah, Castlevania people will be happy about this, and I don't care. This is not a game for me.
1: Yeah, it it looks pretty good. Yeah, like I I played some of the demo stuff and I liked it. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's already out. I should probably actually play it then. (laughs) So I'll have to make sure I find that and add it to my Steam. But yeah, um, I don't know. Just be careful when you kickstart shit because chances are, remember, there's always a chance it's it's a chance you have whenever you give stuff on the internet it's not an actual business so yeah. you've talked way too much about star citizen and their effect of the
0: <laughs> of uh, it's stuff. it is an influential thing is the reality like it's th- that game is poised to be an exceedingly big deal or to be kind of the greatest con job ever or a variety of other things it's it, it, it's a bi- it's a thing like it's one of those ones where it's a specter that looms in the industry and in an industry that brought us like fucking duke nukem forever taking forever to come out and no man's sky and all that jazz like you have star citizen that's the most like giant money pit version of that shit but also like hey here's the alpha it's weird
1: i will say your comment about the uh, duke nukem forever taking literally forever to come out is very meta I can appreciate
0: that. You've never heard that joke before?
1: I've never heard that one huh. before. So, color me surprised. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah.
0: Well, moving on from that, we officially can announce that Shadow of War is now microtransaction-free.
1: Yeah, finally! Go play that
0: game already. It was okay-ish.
1: <laughs> hey, it was fine. Well, I mean, I... It was fine before, I know, but the stupid idea of the microtransactions in a single-player game was a thing, but, I mean, I'm glad they got rid of it now. Yes.
0: Oh, yes. That that game is now probably a better game. It also came out almost a year ago, so, eh. (laughs) I suspect it's one of those awkward moves where it's like, hey, we are so beyond the kind of point where microtransactions make sense, this might give us a resurgence of sales.
1: Yeah, and I think, actually, now that we mention it, it is, I think, on sale at Steam right now. Probably yeah it, it it is actually let me look pretty sure it is i saw it earlier and yeah it's on sale 20 bucks so yeah, yeah. uh i haven't had a chance to play this did you get a chance to play this one
0: i owned it yeah we talked about this back in like october when i was in new york playing it
1: oh that's right yeah you were because you, to you took a ps4 with you because couldn't play anything else yeah online yeah did you like it I mean, even with the microtransaction shit,
0: I think you... I never got... I didn't get far enough in the game for the microtransactions to really become a thing. I, It was more uh, Shadow of Mordor, which I thought was cool, but at the same time you had to power up too much. Like, I, I got bored of how low-level... Like, it's one of those ones where you go from playing Shadow of Mordor to this, where it's like, oh, I am really nerfed right now, and I forgot how kind of whatever the first couple hours are. Like, I... That game is at its best when you are just kind of hunting down randomly generated very cool orcs and the story for that game's been always been real bad. Uh, and kind of in the way of itself. Like I it's fine. Like it's it is still one of if not the best playing Assassin's Creed games to date. It does some cool stuff, it does some fun stuff. I, it's a fine game. I I don't think I'll buy the third one if they make a third one.
1: You don't think you'll buy the third? Is it you just not you're over it kind of thing?
0: I I really enjoyed Shadow of Mordor. I thought it was kind of a cool concept, the whole building an army of orcs and, like, that whole nemesis system was an interesting idea. And then they expanded on it in the second game, which was cool to see, like, more mutations of it. But it's like, you need to do more with this. And I'm not sure what more you do with this, but adding all this, like, loot-level shit and stuff was not what I wanted. That's a shame. Yeah, I it's one of the few times where it was i don't want loot in this game like if it's like building explosives and shit that's fine but i don't want to have to care about my level sword and stuff i don't it's like that's too much management for a game that's really all about kind of slay the orcs destroy the orcs kill the orcs Mm. i i also think like the second one the first one was loosely based on kind of tolkien-esque stuff where it's like okay whatever the second one is a little more token driven to the point where it's right this was the worst part of the first game but it was kind of peripheral so it didn't matter as much this one's really leaning hard on some of that shit and i think is worse for it like it's it's the obscure token, so it doesn't matter but it's also a the, the time for my love of like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and all that stuff, it, it it's come and gone and would this game be fine if it wasn't so grounded in kind of the one ring to rule them are? Yeah, it'd be fine if not maybe better. It gets in the way of the pure revenge story of I'm gonna kill these fucking orcs.
1: Yeah. Well, if they fix that or at least change it up, <clears throat> yeah. would you consider coming back for the third one? I'm sure, I don't think they're going to. Like, I don't.
0: franchises don't take a step back like that typically. i I don't know what you'd have to change for me to care about this game though either. Like it's what I like about that game would make a really cool thirty dollar game, and I think that's what I want. Like it's one of those ones where it's the if it had just like I, I bring up this concept every once in a while. If you'd taken the first game and said like, "Yo, we're adding two more zones for thirty bucks," I'd have been like, "Cool, that's all I want."
1: Mm. Well, you've uh, you've also talked about that similar thing when it came to like Destiny. You wish they had the old stuff in there anyway.
0: Yeah. I can see that. Well, it's not that I don't care about the old zones from Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor. It's, like, what I play that game for is the systematic murder of orcs and kind of, like, the building up of my army and, like, the fun kind of politickings and the kind of cool moments that happen when you encounter a very specific orc that, like, sings you a fucking ballad about he's going to murder your ass or something. That's cool. I don't need more story than that. Like, if I was just some dude who's just, like, I'm gonna fucking kill all these orcs. I'd be like, that's the story I can get behind. Murder, yo. <laughs> I, 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 we talked about this last week. I don't need a deep narrative story for every game I play. Like, I really am okay occasionally with, hey, we have this awesome combat fighting mechanics that work really well. It's got like, it's got kind of Assassin's Creed combat, but like also the Batman combat, and you've got like Assassin's Creed mobility, and you can mind control fuckers and dominate them and shit. Oh, that sounds kind of cool, doesn't it? Yeah. What's the story? You're killing orcs, All right. Oh. Did these orcs wrong me? They super wronged you. Oh, I'm gonna kill these fuckers.
1: <laughs> that just wronged you. Super wronged you. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: they murder your family. like I, I if like, I don't think like, like I start saying, I don't think every game needs to have some deep, interwoven, complex narrative. I think like occasionally a good old fashioned revenge story is good enough, like, at its base level, the god, of, the most recent god of Oregon has a fantastic story, is the story of hey, your mom wants us to spread her ashes on the tallest peak in the realms kind of thing, and the story like, the story never deviates from Kratos and boy are going to the tallest point in the mount- in the realms it's just kind of the, the focus keeps getting shifted around and there are obstacles in the path, but at, at its base level it's, yo, we're gonna go climb a mountain we're probably going to kill some shit on the way there, but we're just going to go climb this mountain, yo. Yeah. Like the God of War games are pretty straightforward, too, where it was, I'm getting revenge and I'm angry. Okay. I can work with this. How angry are we? We're going to throw a Hydra at a Hydra. Ooh, angry. Like the Hulk. <laughs> and that's not to say I don't enjoy a deep narrative, too, but like for games with like God of War, or Shadow of War, I-, I think the story is like, we have to have the sprawling narrative. No, you don't. Revenge is a good enough narrative. Like, if you can throw a line of one of the characters going, I will not rest till I drink mead from that man's skull, you're good. I know how the game ends. I drink mead from that man's skull. I got a goal.
1: (laughs) That's all you need for a goal for the game. Occasionally,
0: yeah. Again, I'm not not, saying... The question we got about Anthem, like, it's one of those ones where it's the... the argument of, like, the story of this game is, yo, we got this weird, fucked-up world and you're exploring it to try and find stuff to keep your civilization going, is enough for me. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what was it called? Uh, Frostpunk I played a couple months back. The story of that is survive against winter. Do it. And like, there's more story there when you dig into it, but at base level, it's survival, and that's a cool enough story. It, it's, Again, I, I don't mind a deep-driving narrative. I don't need a deep-driving narrative all the time, especially if a game is focused on like, over-the-top violence and mechanics. Like, Bayonetta has a story. I-, I couldn't super tell you what the story of either Bayonetta game is, except man, that combat is good. It is
1: so stylish.
0: Yeah. I- to re- to to recap, though, there are no longer microtransactions in Shadow of War.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we went into a whole discussion about stories and what we require required for games, and <laughs> let's start with microtransactions. In a way, thank you, microtransactions. Speaking for making of that microtransactions!
0: This is the news that made me happiest this week, because it's dumb, and I love it, and it's got crime in it. But apparently criminals are using games like Clash of Clans and um, Marvel's uh, Contest of Heroes and, again, Clash Royale to yeah. fucking launder money. How the- So you buy a bunch of in-game currency, and then you sell that account... For the equivalent of what that money is. But you buy that money. With your dirty crime money. And then you sell that money. For squeaky clean not crime money.
1: Huh. Okay I can see how that works then. Are you able to log in using different accounts though. For Clash of Clans? Yeah. Huh. That's. that's, I gotta give it up to 21st century. Innovation for criminals. Like do you remember a while ago. We had a discussion about Pokemon Go. And how. They were people were dropping lures at like parks late at night so they could lure people to go there well, and then they would mug them. Yeah. Also, I like to kind
0: of flesh out this story, um, online criminals allegedly stole roughly twenty thousand credit cards, made a bunch of purchases in those three games, and then sold the accounts for the equivalent of those transactions made. And they did it through uh, markets like G two G and iGame Supply. <laughs>
1: Uh, crime. I, 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 I gotta say, I am really, really impressed by I, the innovation of some of these criminals.
0: I fucking brilliant. I love it.
1: Yeah, this is fucking
0: get awesome. that crime time going, yo. <laughs> oh man, that's well, it's, uh, we got some more crime, kind of. If we want to talk about that,
1: yeah, let's let's, well, let's, let's get we're this on crime, crime going. Spree. Sure, uh,
0: so. <laughs> Uh, so, you know how Nintendo's rolling out that new fancy paid-for subscription service for internet? Or for their online services?
1: Basically the Nintendo version of Xbox Live.
0: Yeah, or PSN Plus, yes.
1: Or PSN Plus, yeah. So,
0: uh, last week and kind of this week have been marked with hackers hacking Splatoon 2 to mess with leaderboards and characters and a variety of other stuff to show just how fucking easy it is to hack that game.
1: Ah. Uh. So is it is this related by any chance to that weird um that hacking the actual
0: switch issue? I don't know. The article does not really go into that, but it does say that so this was also a problem at the end of kind of the Wii U's life cycle except it was it was notoriously easy to hack. The issue now is that how do I put this bluntly? Apparently the switch is even easier to hack than the Wii U because of some of those discoveries, I guess, but it's not a direct byproduct of that. Oh, sorry, no, I misread that. The Switch is trickier, but the, now the system's been cracked, it's pretty kind of out there.
1: Huh. But,
0: jeez. And it's ranged from, like, thinking... pe- and it's, it's been a problem. It ranged from people making themselves invincible to invisible to, like, just owning leaderboards and changing them, like, look how easy this was to hack.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so, has this spread into other games, then? Or is it just Splatoon two... What old- other games?! Like, well, I, I don't mean Mario to be a Kart, jerk on maybe? this like uh, Less
0: competitive, I guess, Like, but I'm assuming it's in there. I had a bit of a hacking problem at one point. Splatoon, because it has leaderboards, is a lot more kind of multiplayer-focused, has a more kind of visible problem. Okay. It, it's the big multiplayer game on the Switch.
1: Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, well, I'm glad they're doing it now and doing all this hacking shit because... Nintendo thought- hasn't
0: really responded yet. They took some posts down. We're like, we don't approve of this, but... A patch came out, and it's still a problem. Well,
1: I mean, considering that the the issue with the... the, uh, It's a hardware hack issue that they've had as well. Like, I I don't know if they are going to be able to get rid of this or patch this up, unless they add... Like, they're talking about... I think even the the hacker was like, hey, please add anti-cheat or something like
0: that.
1: Yeah. Which is kind of... It's kind of a weird, like, Batman-esque... Kind of way I'm going to gonna it.
0: hack this game, Michelle. We this to hack it, yo.
1: Yeah, so now you, you know, don't hack it. Yeah. Or so people can fix the hacking. And it it's kind of kind of ballsy. I kind of appreciate that. But um, I don't know. That's It sucks. At the, I mean, I'm glad. And it, okay, this is going to sound totally fucked, but I'm kind of glad the hacker is bringing this to light now. And I really hope Nintendo responds and does something about this, because when you're going to have Smash come out in the near future, this is going to be a big Oh, I want to
0: see that world.
1: I, this is going to be fucking big. And, I mean, to be honest, a lot of people only play local Smash anyway. I never heard... I mean, the the Wii U Smash had online playability, but I don't think a lot of people played online anyway. Did they?
0: Um, has that game I ever could really wrong. had... I, I think it had a multiplayer scene for online. I, you're talking about the Wii U and the 3DS's online capabilities, though, which weren't great.
1: Yeah. So but I would be intrigued to see if uh, if they actually do something about this and how bad, if they don't, this is going to affect um, Ash and other games that come out online. Indeed. Weren't they going to come out with a Dark Souls online for the Switch?
0: Uh, that's Is that out yet? It's coming. I know it was it it got delayed. I'm not sure if that's out, but that game's always had hacking issues, though, too. Has it? Uh, it yeah, I didn't... It's Yeah, especially the PC versions have been rife with that
1: that out yet i don't know well it'd be fine to see what the hackers can come up with until they actually add some anti-cheat functionality so but yeah i don't know uh just sucks but i mean it is what it is at this point yeah uh, the hardware there's only so much you can do and i guess nintendo considering they have a history of having their shit get hacked relatively easy maybe that's why they never really got too much into the online game because they're like fuck that shit
0: yeah maybe <laughs> well speaking of things that also suck this oh, is a yeah. good week for transitions um Xavian Games, making up makers of The Culling, have pulled The Culling 2 after it straight bombed off Steam. The Culling?
1: What? Uh, oh, I heard about this, yeah. This so what's game going on did with this so
0: game? bad on release, they just kind of took it off Steam.
1: <laughs> I'm like, we're just gonna get rid of this. Yeah, so, this is this a
0: sequel to the first Culling that I never heard about? Yep. So The Culling came out last week uh, as of this recording, and uh, in a week, it had dropped down to single-digit online players. And Xavier's reaction Xavier's reaction was, yeah, we're just going to end this shit. Wow. If you bought the game, you're eligible for a refund. They are telling you that um, rather than trying to fix this, you should just go back to The Culling One.
1: Wow. Holy shit. And I thought that one game that the guy did, uh, what is it? Oh, what was it? The, the the supposed to be online competitor, the hardcore version. What was his name? Mm. So it was supposed to combat like Overwatch and all those games. Oh, but um, Battleborn. Not Battleborn. It was the other one, like for the hardcore gamers, because it's bloody. This is that. It's by that dude who I think uh, pissed off a lot of people.
0: Oh, Cliffy B's latest thing. Um, yes. Oh God. Uh, not Lawbreakers. The Battle Royale
1: lawbreakers yeah lawbreakers that's i feel like this it's it's at least lawbreakers doesn't hold the record for like the steepest fucking drop in game release on steam Yep, because they had like their drops got really fucking bad but this is next level holy shit although i will say it's a shame that cliffy b's thing didn't end up working out for battle royale because apparently that one was looking pretty promising yeah a lot of people were into it but anyway i digress yes um is this unheard of? Or is this like a first time you've ever heard of something like this? Where they're like, you know what? I think let's, so. Let's, go, let's just go ahead and go back to the first calling, guys. Yeah. Let's pretend this never happened. <laughs> oh, man. Shit, that's crazy. Although I will say, did you see this tweet that they... Uh, the dog thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that's kind of... I I will say it's kind of refreshing in a way to see that, like, a studio is willing to kind of admit that. Yeah, yeah, because even in their on their Twitter account, the original Battle Royale game show. Excuse us while we rewind the clock to day one. R.I.P. the Culling Two. Yep. Huh. I kind of like that they're willing to kind of.
0: I think you have to it. like. It's one of those ones where it's like, man, you guys fucked up so hard, you have to like be like, ha ha, just how yeah, how hard we fucked up.
1: Yeah, I will say that's kind of refreshing to see a company be willing to like hold the L gracefully. Like, this is, it's very graceful of them to kind of be like, all right, you know, I fucked up. Yep, this is on me. Yeah. So, so I will give them, I will give them kudos on this. Sure. But sucks that it was so bad, they literally had to go back just like, ah, hey guys, that first culling though, guys. Hey, yeah. that first culling.
0: <laughs> we got a solution if you hate this game. Go back and play our old game.
1: Yeah, but this is refreshing. I, I will say, I give the studio uh kudos How do you say it, Zav or Zavarian?
0: Xavian, I don't know.
1: Xavian, Xavian, yeah. Oh yeah, kudos to them. That's kind of cool. Cool about doing that, I guess.
0: Yeah. Speaking of doing cool things or good things, I guess I don't know what you call it. Uh, we got some WoW news. We got some two-part WoW news. Uh, first off, uh, if you subscribe to WoW, you only have to have the most recent expansion, or more accurately. You only have to buy the most recent expansion if you want to play it. All old stuff is now free as part of your subscription. You don't have to even own World of Warcraft anymore to play. Except for the subscription.
1: Yep. yep. So only you have to buy the newest one, and that's actually a really cool way to go cool way to go, so to speak. So and it's kinda nice. I will say it is interesting though, because well, I'll say the, the good things and the bad things. So The good thing about it, of course, is being that it's way more accessible for people now. Yep. Way more without having to, because one of the things with a couple of coworkers of mine that I've talked about was it was hard for them to get back into WoW considering they hadn't played since Wrath, and they didn't want to have to buy every single fucking expansion or a chest, so to speak, to get them caught up. You
0: didn't. You just had to have WoW still. I guess that's the part people are confused by. If you've never played WoW before and you get back into WoW, you have to buy kind of WoW and the most recent expansion. Or you have to buy WoW and something, and they kind of boost you
1: along. Yeah. Well, this is nice that there's just the original WoW is no longer needed. You just need the most current expansion, which is nice. It also, in a way, gives them a reason to bump up the price of the current expansion. Yeah. Which I can see that happening. But it makes sense, because you're only paying once for the game, and then just the subscription fee to keep playing it. So, in a way, this is a great move uh, on their part, and kind of a cool move to kind of go about it. I will say I will miss the well, no, I still have all my old expansion boxes, so I'll be fine, yeah, but um, yeah, kudos to Wow doing something right, and then we'll turn this around and talk about what Wow has been fucking up, so take it away, Alex, all right, so this past week, Blizzard announced, or Blizzard released the new patch leading up into the new expansion, so. So what Blizzard 8. does now? Oh, yes. So what Blizzard does now is they will take the patch that's supposed to roll out all the changes for live, roll it out maybe a month before, so people can a get used to any class changes that have taken place, and there have been quite a few class changes uh, across the board, especially for some more specs than others, like demonology, warlock, and uh, not survival. Is it yeah, survival hunters? Um, so. There have been a lot of changes. Um, And so, with this patch, uh, they were introducing a couple new mechanics, but also sat squishing and things like that. And this release was pretty fucking bad compared to Legion. Legion's release was fucking smooth. Um, Legion's pre-patch was phenomenal. It was was solid, not a lot of issues. They even introduced uh, Demon Hunters early on. You can kind of get set up. But it was clean. Um, this one, unfortunately, was not at all. So, um, let's see. Let's go down the list of all the weird shit. So, some of the old bosses from back in the day had become stupid overpowered with the pre-patch because of the stat squish, and they didn't follow along with it. Um, some abilities, uh, some abilities were doing no damage. Uh, case in point, Moonfire. Nice. (laughs) So, uh, druids would cast Moonfire, and then nothing would Well,
0: it's gone from not doing any damage to officially not doing any damage.
1: Yeah, because uh, it's always kind of interesting. And I think it's just that, but also some heals. We're doing no healing, which is interesting. Um, what else we got? Oh! Uh, there's a little pet called the Baby Elephant, uh, and it takes a bath and would deal 56k damage, which would probably kill most people. Nice! <laughs> so... Stuff like that. Uh
0: That's not a glitch, that's a feature.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite comments about that bug was it would take a bath in your blood. So
0: Baby uh, Elephant will bathe in your
1: blood. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like a lot of the stuff was maybe revolving around some of the old raid stuff. Uh some of the mobs became super difficult to kill, especially if part of the leveling uh process. <clears throat> it seems like leveling has gotten really fucking difficult because it takes a while for you to kill one mob. So um, they've broken the leveling experience so far. Well,
0: that got changed back when I was still playing, even. They made all that a little bit harder.
1: Yeah, but it made it a lot
0: different. Sure. No, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they'd make it even harder again.
1: Yeah. So there's a couple of weird graphical bugs as well. I guess one of them in particular was... You know who Kael'thas is? Yes. Well, apparently in the new patch, for some reason, now he's bald. For no reason. Okay. Nobody knows why, but his hair okay. is gone. <laughs> so instead of being this golden, luxurious, blonde-haired blood elf magician, or you know, mage, he's just bald. (laughs) No, no, now um...
0: he's a magician. He was a mage. (laughs) Now he's a magician who's like, I gotta get to fucking Atlantic City, man, I got a gig. This will put me over the top, I'm sure of it.
1: Yeah. I got these um... fire tricks. Yeah. (laughs) So there are a couple animation issues, so some Uh, some things that were queued up for some raids stopped working. Case in point, or one of the ones in particular would be the undead dragons before the Shintrugosa fight in ICC stopped working entirely. Uh, there's some broken quests. There were some achievements that now became impossible because case in point, or one of the examples is there's a chef title that you can get for your character. You can no longer achieve this because they're tied to a PVP zone that is no longer in the game. So that's now broken. Uh, tier sets got broken, some items don't work or aren't accessible because of uh so they changed the way the professions work as well, so that stuff stopped working uh God what else? there's just a lot of little weird stuff um they also broke some add-ons that people really fucking liked so um it's really shitty, but like so one of the things that like people really liked was worldcat world quest group finder it was an add on that when you went to an area that was a area that in particular that had like, what was it, um, it, you could do a quest. Because they have world quests now you can do to kind of do your daily quest, so to speak. Um, There was a quest add-on that would automatically, you can click on, and then get added to a group. So, apparently, uh, they broke that now. So you can't even find groups. And that pissed off a lot of people because it was really easy to jump in, do some quests, and get pulled into a group really quick. But now, you can't even do that because they broke the add-on. So, that's pissed off a lot of people, too. Um, yeah, it's just... There's a bunch of shit that happened beforehand. I think even Blizzard has come out to acknowledge it. Um, I think they did a developer livestream recently, and they said this patch did not go anywhere yeah, near... Yeah, they got out there and were like, oh, we fucked have. up, sorry. Yeah, so I will say it's cool of them to like kind of go over that, but yeah, it's just... God, they, this was this has been really fucking gnarly to say for a patch. This was not a smooth patch. This was pretty gnarly. Uh, and I, I guess the, what they were saying is that one of the biggest parts about it is the stat squish. It, it caused a lot of issues. So, um, yeah, because the last time there was a stat squish was Warlords of Draenor. So, it's...
0: <clears throat> we all remember how well that one went over.
1: Yeah, well, that, that expansion we don't like to talk about that much. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it, it's pretty bad. So, um, they're working through it right now. But for the most part right now this pre patch yeah, has been got time somewhat... to
0: fix it before, you know, it's actually a bigger issue.
1: Yeah. So they're 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 working their way around it right now. I mean, there's some stuff that came out with this patch that really does work. Yeah. Like the Legion the legacy loot stuff is really cool. Uh, I think they fixed one in particular. There was a bug where you can go back and do an old LFR raid. Hmm. Uh and when you did it, um the character the minions were dropping like fifty to hundred gold per mob like group. So people were farming raw gold real fucking easy. Uh, that got nerfed immediately, but again, like not an
0: error. That's a feature.
1: Yeah. So stuff like that has kind of been happening right now with the legacy loot system and things like that. But for the most part, it's it's. A, they've had better releases. Is what I'm trying to say. But this one did not go well. But yeah. Uh, so far, that's all I've been, that's All we have in regards to the stats question. So More on
0: season. this story as it develops.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. They still have a whole, what, next patch comes out 13th. So they've got, they've got well over a month or four weeks to fix it. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at. <laughs>
0: well then, I suppose it's time for our main topic this week. Uh Again, it's summer, so we're not going to get a chance to build off of a major news topic this week. And. Well, maybe we kind of technically are, because you have been playing WoW, and that kind of plays into our main topic. So, uh, me and Alex have both found ourselves in a bit of an interesting spot. We both are preparing for big expansions to come out. I'm busy preparing for Forsaken, because I make poor life choices, and Alex is doing WoW stuff, because he makes worse ones, but, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: We both play video games and it requires us to sink in a lot of times. Yeah, we both make terrible decisions. Let's be honest.
0: Indeed, we do. <laughs> yeah, and I be interesting's the wrong word, but since we're both kind of locked into these cycles of exceedingly grindy behavior, I thought it might be And If you're preparing for kind of two big expansions that are coming out soon, it's probably either Forsaken or um. Battle for Azeroth, let's be honest, Like as much as we all like to be, oh, Destiny is dead, meh, it's still got a fucking gigantic-ass player base, and WoW still has, like what, 6 million people playing it or something?
1: Uh, yeah. Actually, ever since the numbers... Well, here's the thing. It's hard to know what the actual numbers are, because I think they stopped releasing the subscriber numbers after a certain time. But last time I heard, it actually shot up quite a bit. Yeah, I think it was
0: back up to, like, 8 was the estimation with Legion.
1: Yeah, because Legion actually did really well. For an expansion, yeah. Legion did really fucking
0: well. Yes. So, One might
1: argue these are
0: some of the biggest games on the face of the planet, and as much as we all like to sit there and go, meh, they're dead, no one cares, they're big deals. Like, There's a reason, despite every article written on sites like Polygon and Kotaku, about how, like, oh, Destiny's dead, no one cares, they're still fucking running a ton of news about both of those games. Yep, and it's because people are reading them. Maybe angrily reading it and taking the time to be like, I click this. I'm not gonna post out Destiny's a dead game in the comments. Ha ha! But you still care. That means, <laughs> you fool. They played you.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so I guess in our discussion here that we were gonna talk about was, uh, you know, we're getting ready for this. So. Do you have anything that you do? other? I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the actual what you're doing right now to get ready for the expansion release, but is there any personal rituals as well that you've, you've kind of developed or uh, done really. to get ready for it?
0: I, so the Destiny grind, it, it's weird because in Destiny 1, the grind was this bizarre habit called edging, and I know I said that to you once and you thought I was talking about the masturbation thing from Orange is the New Black, but the idea behind Edging and Destiny 1 (laughs) was that, so that game was a game about filling up gauges, Destiny 2 was no different, but the idea for Destiny 1 was that you filled as many gauges as possible to right on the brink of kind of overflowing, giving you new gear, right before an expansion came out, and you did this because there were very few currencies in that game, like there was no way of stockpiling stuff to then trade in for whatever you want to call it to equal parts at that point, kind of thing. Destiny mm-hmm. Two is all about various coin currencies. So as opposed to kind of only trying to fill up gauges, I'm just stockpiling every currency I can, like a crazy person.
1: Okay.
0: I think I got like two or three hundred coins for every planet in the game right now on my character. Do the does that old
1: content come in handy, like? Or that
0: that old. So the way it tip, the, and the reality is, the answer is it won't be as useful because it won't be new stuff. But it might be new stuff dropping at higher level. That was the idea behind previous things, where like you'd start the game off with better guns, hypothetically, because you're just cashing in everything right when a new level system drops.
1: Got it. Okay, because the way they have their gear scaling is what you're.
0: Yeah, as basically. you're leveling up, the
1: the blue gear scales up, and you can sync it up or what is it when you absorb it into your new gun infusion infusion there you go so yeah i mean i can see that in destiny working out because that's pretty much what you have to do with every gear grind is you get the the drops and then diffuse it into your guns that you want to keep so they get the higher numbers and they've gotten out there
0: and said that unlike destiny one where kind of year one gear stopped at year one destiny two's gear is going to continue in like it's the It may be pulled from the loot table, but you'll still be able to upgrade it and stuff like that. Okay. Or It won't won't be dropping as frequently, but it still will be viable potentially in game. And as a result, there are like your exotics. You had to rebuild all your exotics essentially in Destiny 1, which sucked. But this time around, all that stuff will carry forward, which is a big deal Mm because I have at least two guns I am a big fan of and I've spent a lot of time playing with them. Okay. Yeah, like the whole master working element to Destiny 2, which I've actually, it's, I masterworked my shotgun in that game, the, the what's it called, um, the auto shotgun, I'm blanking on the name of, uh, I painted it red so I can't even describe it correctly, I, yeah, but I, I masterworked that recently because I'm, I'm going to be using that shotgun, I fucking love that shotgun, like it's the, you will have to make a better shotgun in that game for me to not use that shotgun kind of thing. Which one is this one again? I don't remember. I think it's, I'd have to look up the name. It's, it, it's, it's agreed upon as one of the best shotguns in the game. It's the, it's the auto one.
1: Oh, is that the one that belongs to the, the one, it's named after one of the characters. Yes. That, yes. That I used to have. That that, yeah. That sh- yeah. That shotgun is fucking great.
0: Yes. It is.
1: Yeah. I find myself even now, like with some of the Destiny playing I've been doing, um, there are certain gear that I just really fucking like. Yeah. Like my current auto rifle that I have from one of the, I don't know if you can still get it, but it's the one from the faction rally. It's yes, you can. Future probably. Cult. Yeah, the it's a Future War Cult auto rifle. The number, and, yeah. A yeah, number? I love that. Yeah, yep, that number. That gun is fucking great, and I refuse to get rid of that yep. one. So, and I'm sure they've released better guns since then, but like, there's a few tried and true like that. There's a there's a hand cannon that has the explosive kinetic round on it as well. What is it? Um. Well, it has explosive damage once it hits. What's the? Is that Better Devils, or is that the Future World Cult one? Better Devils. That one is really fucking good, too. Yep. So, I like hanging on to those old guns that work really well. Yeah. Although, it's interesting, because I don't know if that becomes an issue at some point with the new guns are just not worth it, maybe, that people hang on to the old guns? You don't think there'll be a force, like, kind of force people's hands to say you so can't So,
0: in Destiny 1, that was a problem, because, uh, there was a gun called uh, Fatebringer that, uh-huh. when the first piece of DLC came out, The Dark Below, you couldn't upgrade guns, but Fatebringer was so fucking good, the damage difference didn't matter, so people were still using it, even though it was underpowered. Uh-huh. And then they added the ability to upgrade stuff in the second DLC, and that kind of fixed things, and I. I think the argument they might have made was that, yeah, maybe we made a couple of the guns a little too broken. like There were two or three hand cannons in Destiny 1 Year 1 that, yeah, they were a little busted. They were fantastic guns, but they were fun as hell. I It's the raid stuff. I I, I don't know. I, I have two guns right now I'd like to play the rest of Destiny 2 with and never swap out kind of thing. And if they'll let me do that, I'll be happy. But we'll see. I... It kind of goes back to the which version of the story do you believe in? Like it's the when I, I there are definitely gun like my favorite gun from Destiny Two is a gun I got after the Taken King dropped. It was this Hake Pulse Rifle that had kind of hung that had um the half glass full perk and hungering clip, which meant or maybe it wasn't called hungering clip, but basically the perks were the second half of the clip does double damage and. If you killed anything, you reloaded at twice the speed, so you could just tear through shit with that gun. Huh. It was a, it was never a top tier multiplayer gun. It was never a top tier anything, but that game carried me, that gun carried me through just so much of Taken King. Like I think if I was using a specific gun for a specific encounter, I was using that gun still.
1: Yeah, no, I. <clears throat> So I know with WoW, we've had some of those issues in the past where you have, like, gear that happens to be really fucking good, but it's super old, and they don't want you to use that item because it's, uh, what was it? It, it? it broke a lot of a couple of mechanics. Like, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example of one that I actually personally ran into. So there was a, there was a it actually ended up changing mechanics as well as the gear itself, but um, there was a dagger early on in ICC. Or during uh, wrath, that was uh, 1.3 attack speed, and so for the dagger offhand, that's really fucking good. It's fast. Um, so what people would do is instead of playing like combat the way they normally would, they would they would run the dagger in their offhand, and all they would do is spam the. There was a I forgot what it was called, but it was a shiv attack that mainly used your offhand dagger to attack, but it was the, the, the energy cost was based off of your how speed, so you had a fast attacking offhand, so you could apply poisons like crazy. So it very much broke damage meters for a while because it was stupid good, but that got phased out when they changed the mechanics for it. But there was also gear in the past that was like a trinket that would uh, kind of like make some fights trivial for some players, and that got eventually nerfed across the board because they didn't want you doing that. So I find it interesting that with Destiny they're like, yeah, no, keep your old gear. Like go well, ahead and do
0: that. I think the difference is, WoW is a stat-driven game. Yeah, Destiny is not. There it. You could have the best gun in Destiny, and if you still suck at playing the game, guess what? You still suck. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to call WoW an easy game to play because there are nuances to it. But the the second to second combat of that game is significantly easier to learn. At least it's you, you have your rotations, you have kind of the buttons you press is a lot less timing based into it. There's no aiming, really. hmm And I, I think it's one of those ones when you're balancing based off of numbers, that's one thing. Like, Destiny, the reality is, like, in its current state, they've achieved a level of balance, allegedly, with the guns in that game that they like. Meaning... Yeah. For now, everything's balanced. And if you move forward with that, you're starting off from a balanced base, or at least a the base they think is okay. So, I, I don't know. i I personally like the idea of being able to take my gear with me. I always have. It's something they said you could do, and they're actually doing it this time, so yay. And I I think, unlike a stat-driven Dame, like, wow, if you make something cool enough in Destiny 2's expansion, I will use it if it's cool and if it shoots good. If it's yeah. not cool and I don't like it, guess what? I'm not going to use it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's actually one thing I have appreciated about Destiny. Is that you can use uh you can use all your old gear and just kind of carry along and all that stuff. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, you you get to make the character you want to a certain extent. Like it's within reason. I that's actually kind of the thing that worries me some about the taken or not the taken king, the Forsaken stuff is some of those subclasses sound real cool. And some of them are, I I want that super, I don't want the rest of what you're saying though. Like can I have the cool super but not the rest of that bullshit? Mm-hmm. And there was rumors they were going to kind of mess with the talent tree stuff, so we'll see, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I look forward to seeing what they're going to do as far as the Destiny stuff goes, but, like, I guess, so other than, like, since we kind of dove off <laughs> into the distance here with this yeah. one, but, um, so what other stuff are you doing to kind of get ready for, like, pre- and, and is this something, like, I know, I think it's Destiny the first game you've actually done this to kind of prep up beforehand? Nah, or I did it for WoW and stuff
0: like that. I remember I played WoW into the Burning Crusade and all that jazz, I Okay. It's not my first expansion in a game, it's just the one I'm doing right now.
1: Mhm. And you said you don't have anything particular you do for yourself to kind of get ready for a new expansion and stuff like that, right? Nah,
0: it's just I I got Forsaken on pre-order. It's it'll self-download and self-install and that'll be that. Uh-huh. Not a lot more to do there kind of thing, like it's the I I went through the craziness of getting a physical collector's edition of Taken no, I didn't. I did it for the base version of both games, but I I have a digital version of Destiny Two on my PS4. I maybe there'll be some cool Forsaken box set out there, but you know I'm not spending that money again. Uh huh. Yeah, I there's not much to it for me. Like it's I we're, we're we're recording right now in the middle of the last faction rally of season three, and there was two sparrows I wanted to make sure I got, so I really ground Howard on that. I i missed the boat when they said like hey we're definitely going to be doing kind of more locked in time gear so i missed two faction rallies essentially for season three if i had known i would have probably more time in because i joined future war cult that this time around so i could get the sunshot um masterwork thing because that stuff does cool shit and probably won't get there because that's a lot more grinding than i'm willing to do currently i like the the next big event is the Moments of Triumph and the Destiny 2 Summer Solstice thing, which they've been kinda cagey about what the hell that will actually be. So mm-hmm. my answer may change when that drops, who knows? I can unlock a t-shirt allegedly. Huh. I it's yeah. it, it's weird. Like it's Destiny One and Destiny One Taken King. I had loyalty's the wrong word, but more investment in them. So the idea of not having like a max level progression score, a max level kind of moments of triumph thing, bugged me. This time around, it's like, okay, whatever the fuck I get, who cares? I am casual this time around. Like, I got got the cool looking jet bike I wanted and I got some guns I think are cool, I'll do some of the moments of triumph like, the moments of triumph will be an excuse to go through and actually fucking do that raid already and do the other parts of it, but I, yeah, I I'm not even gonna bother doing the prestige modes. I think like it's it's like oh you should do some trials of the nine. Nah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Like maybe I'll run my hunter up because there's some cool hunter gear going on and that actually has some cool looking new subclass stuff going into the next expansion. But yeah, I'm pretty boring on that topic. We're just it's the eh, what evs Gotcha.
1: So what
0: is Whoa. so what is your road to WoW 8.0 or 8.8? 8.1? Would that be the correct name for it? Like,
1: uh, 8.0 works. I guess. Or just Battle for Azeroth. Whatever you want to call it. One or the other. Um. So for me, one of the biggest things to kind of get done first is obviously um, pick a main. So kind of get that squared away. Um, I've narrowed it down to two, which I've kind of been really happy about. But, um, Pretty much either going to be my Demon Hunter or my Warlock. Just because I'm having fun with both right Warlock
0: now. Warlock for
1: life! But warlock is great but there's something like thing is i've i've always been a melee based player yeah. so picking up warlock for part of this expansion was kind of weird for me i mean it's been fun but it is definitely weird um so kind of selling down picking a main and then i do a lot of reading beforehand so i'll do all the research when it comes to the character stuff beforehand uh i mean luckily wow has tons of resources for that stuff or just like the community is really good about that so. yeah I do a lot of reading and deep diving when it comes to that stuff beforehand. Sure. So I will literally go around, pick up, uh, check out stuff from websites, a bunch of other stuff. So that's just kind of stuff that I do. I do a lot of research beforehand. That's, that's one of my biggies. Um, so once I do all that stuff, as far as that goes, um, research, pick my main, things like that, especially now with the pre-patch stuff, I definitely play a lot of just nonsense in the meantime, just to kind of make sure I get all that scored away uh in terms of getting comfortable with the rotation the movement uh things like that also like pve pvp lots of dungeons just kind of get ready for Mm. it which is weird because that's normally what you do once you're actually in it but like uh and then luckily since i have access to the beta i check out some of the like optimal leveling patterns and stuff like that because like sometimes one of the things i've done recently is i'll play through the first time and actually really either like either my first character will always be the one I just power through and get leveled up or I'll actually watch the story and enjoy. So I I usually kind of, depending on how I'm going to level up, I'll go that route. But I usually like, I really enjoy some watching some of the story unfold, especially with Legion. It was great to fucking watch and and be a part of in that sense. So, uh, I know you're not big on the story stuff, but yeah,
0: it is what it is.
1: Yeah. I really, really enjoy it. So once I get that all pretty much squared away, um, if I'm going to do a 24 hour thing, obviously I get all my stuff beforehand, my, my energy drinks, yeah, things of that nature to get that all squared away. Cause I will like, I've done it in the past. I'll take days off of work to go like power level and get that squared away and power yeah. up and do that. So I've taken days off, but since I'm in a new job, it's a lot harder for me to do. Oh no.
0: To your point. Like if I had, if I had had a fucked up shoulder for the last couple months or last couple weeks, however long it's been at this point. The studio would be set up, and I'd be like, "Yeah, we'll probably do a Forsaken live stream of some kind, like we've done with all the other major Destiny shit." Yeah, but we're not doing that because I'm not set up. Probably.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not doing it either because, like I said, I started a new job. Yeah. So I can't really take the days off. And considering that you know, WoW is going to end up releasing on a fucking Tuesday again. Yep. <sighs> Could have done it. Could have done it. Whatever that Saturday was, 24th could have been the 24th could even been the 17th you guys would have been fucking great no (laughs) pick a weekday you fucking assholes anyway um yeah so it's a lot of just doing all my research beforehand is probably my biggest thing sure and then the last little thing that I kind of do because I'm really anal about it is I will spend the next month tweaking my add-ons to make sure everything is just right for the new (laughs) expansion
0: (laughs) gotta check these mods yo
1: yeah cause dude like playing wow raw I guess with just the normal. The way UI I play it, it's fucked. Ugh, it's. I, I I'm not a big fan of the default UI, but like, boy, do I fucking love using um, what do you call it? Like Elv ui and stuff like that. So, it just makes it so much cleaner. But yeah, other than that, like that's pretty much what my routine is, and getting set up and things like that. So, not much else other than just like I said, getting myself mentally ready.
0: Is your body ready?
1: My body will probably be ready. Will it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Probably. Except <laughs> my <assuming you are>. UI.
0: <laughs> Gotta get your pre-Wow catheter installed.
1: I don't go that level. That level of... <laughs> if I ever get any... If I ever get that level with some gaming, just fuck my life, bro. Like, I'm done. <laughs> Forget it.
0: <laughs> Take your dogs and your girlfriend away?
1: Yeah. Just, Just all the things. I don't deserve it. Sure. So...
0: Your devotion to the WoW is too strong. Yeah. (sighs) Speaking of that, I guess it's probably time to end our main topic this week so we can do our fan and listener correspondence, if you will.
1: Yeah. Because
0: while an unhealthy love for video games is wrong, an unhealthy writing into this podcast is oh so right. (laughs) Alex, if you wanted to get in contact with us, how would you go about doing that?
1: Well, it's very simple. Uh, you would just email us at a little email address uh, labeled wickedawesomecast at gmail.com.
0: Uh, again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Uh, spelled as it sounds, down in the show notes, etcetera, et cetera. We say it every week. Hopefully, if you're listening, you should know it by now. And obviously, mm-hmm. this fan did, because they chose to email us at it, and it goes like this. They wrote it anonymously, or else I'd read their name. Uh, uh-huh. Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, but mostly Alex. Recently, I, like Alex, moved from my home state to a new one as part of the pack and as part of the parking process. Sorry, found myself having to really think about what I thought what what I brought with me. I'm not totally sure what Alex wound up doing, but in my case, if it didn't fit in my car, it wasn't coming with me. As a result of this, I found myself parting with a few things that either probably wouldn't survive the trip or just weren't worth bringing with me. As a result of this, I have, sig- I have significantly less stuff, but also now regret some of the things I didn't bring along. So, Alex, is there anything you opted not to bring with you that you wish you had? Did you encounter anything that at one point you couldn't imagine not taking with you but ultimately didn't?
1: Um, let's see. So, one of the things I really wish I would have brought was my my old microwave, because it was a really powerful microwave, and uh, I decided to leave it for the, uh, for the new... Residents of that apartment i left um you know to be honest with you a lot of the stuff i wanted to bring with me i got to bring with me because i ended up renting a shipping container sure to bring my stuff so there was some stuff um you know what actually there is one my old computer chair i kind of wish i would have brought it but i'm gonna end up buying a new one now out of necessity as opposed to a want uh because i'm sitting in a, on a wooden chair every day now to play games on my computer and it does fucking hurt my butt <laughs> so um, yeah, it's, it sucks, but I'm probably gonna have to find one of those, um, <clears throat> they have an old discount furniture place around here in Portland that has the Aaron Miller chairs, or the Herman Miller Aaron chairs, so. Okay. I'm probably gonna go that route, who knows, but, um. You looking at those fancy gaming chairs at one point, weren't you? Well, the fancy gaming chairs also don't provide too much support, but like, gotcha. I've heard, as, as, well, I mean, they provide pretty solid support, let me, let me rephrase that, not to discount any of them um it's just for a man of my statue or stature probably not so much i thought they They're, made a big boy model they do for a few a couple of them cap out over or under where i'm at so Gotcha. that makes it a little more difficult um there are a few though that do definitely hit like the, the the bigger levels which is really nice so kudos to them who make those they know their demographic really well um
0: yo we cater to fat people yo
1: <laughs> yeah hey, you fat piece of shit, you want to sit down comfortably somewhere near your computer? I got you. So, How dare you not
0: stand through this entire eight-hour gaming session?
1: Yeah. um, I was going to bring my desk, but I decided not to and ended up building a cheaper desk, which I think is a lot nicer with IKEA furniture, which I really enjoy. Um, cost me less than 100 bucks to build this table. So, that was nice. Um, Let's see... There isn't a lot I, I, I regret not bringing sure. other than just, like, the chair and all that. Um, stuff that I did bring, for the most part, is stuff that, like, near the end of my packing experience, I realized a lot of this stuff is just stuff that I have that I don't want to throw away, but I also don't want to, like, take, take yeah so to speak. So there's a good chunk of stuff I just got rid of, but I actually still have boxes packed of stuff that we have because my old place didn't have a living room technically so i need to build a living room so right now all of our spare boxes and stuff that we have sits in the living room so yeah until we get like sofas and stuff like that a little entertainment center center and a tv because i never had a tv before in my old apartment i used to just watch everything on my monitors. Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's i can't say there's too much i actually regretted bringing but i will say there's a lot of stuff i cut off um the computer is one of the few things that actually did ride in my car. So I was like everything else can go in the fucking container. My computer goes in my car. Gotcha. Fuck that noise. So uh I'm not trusting my computer to go in a fucking shipping <laughs> container. Fuck my nothing. baby. Nope. Every single thing in there went in the, in my uh in my in my car. Did so. you drive
0: straight from LA all the way to Portland or nah?
1: Yeah. How long did that Pretty take? Much? Uh with stops and naps because uh we were pretty exhausted when we left in the first place, so we took a few hour naps in between, but overall, it took about twenty four hours okay, even though the drive itself is only about fifteen hours okay, so you hours, could do it in a
0: day though if you left at like eight a m in the morning if
1: you if you leave at eight a m it's actually worse because the traffic leaving out of l a would be a pain. sure I personally like to leave at night, so like if I were to head off like at eight p m gotcha realistically if you left at eight pm you can make it to Oregon or at least Portland around noon the next day. You could You're dead tired, but Well, like I mean it depends. If you're rested then when you leave, you're good to go. Like I've done that drive before. I've made it to I've made it to Portland from LA in fifteen hours. And that was like that was only stopping to use the restroom, grab drinks, and then keep going. That was it.
0: Do method truck stops, yeah. You know the normal driving routine.
1: Yeah. Like that was it. But like I'm transporting you know, I'm I'm leaving with my girlfriend, she's driving her car, and we've got two dogs. Yeah, oh, so, You guys
0: caravanned it, I forgot.
1: Yeah, so the dogs have to take breaks and walk around and, you know, get acclimated and, and stretch their legs out a little bit. So, that took time. So, each stop was anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes, and then we also took naps in between. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. We stopped at one place I felt was super shady and creepy as fuck, and I was like, Nope, let's go. Let's just go to the next spot. <laughs> and then we went to a rest stop in Oregon and it was so pretty. The rest stops up here are fucking phenomenal. So Yeah. Yeah. Um other than that, that was pretty much my Yeah. I did not up.
0: have as much of a drastic move as either of you two did, but I definitely threw out a lot of the gamer swag stuff I had left over from various conventions and stuff when I moved. Yeah, I, I have
1: a lot of that stuff still, and I still have to throw out
0: stuff. I I use moving as a time to be like, why the fuck did I even take this shit home?
1: Yeah, I, I could see that. I think I'm going to do that now, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: had like an inflatable spear from like when they were like, Hey, uh, what's it called? Horizon Zero Dawn's coming this year. And I'm like, that's neat, got home. This was stupid that lived behind my couch for a month or two. Nah, um, like for a year or two, my bad. <coughs> yeah, I... I reached a point where I don't buy a ton of junk. I have stuff, but, like, it's all stuff I care about. I suspect you're kind of the same way at this point.
1: Yeah, right now I am, yeah.
0: Yeah. I haven't done a car move in a long-ass time. Last time I did that was probably back before I moved to L.A., and that definitely makes you, like, do I even need this mattress? Could I sell this mattress for enough money to buy a new one? Yeah.
1: No, we kept our mattress for now.
0: Yeah. That's actually my biggest regret with the house was we did not buy a bigger mattress and or bed set. I kind of, in hindsight, wish we had.
1: I'm definitely going to buy a new mattress pretty soon once like money's a little more stable with the move and all that stuff. After that,
0: yeah. definitely. Yeah. Thanks for writing in. Mm-hmm. That about does it for this week, though. That was our one email this week. Um, you streaming yet?
1: Uh, Yes, I actually am streaming uh, weekends now. So cool. you can catch me streaming... Fridays, uh, Saturdays, and Sundays. Uh, Fridays and Saturdays, I usually start somewhere around maybe eleven. What you streaming these days? Uh, mainly WoW and Overwatch. So, uh, finally hit Diamond. Woo! So how about that in competitive. So, uh, catch me playing some Diamond uh, Overwatch stuff, and then also WoW, especially more WoW as the expansion gets closer, sure. and of course when the expansion releases, there will be a lot of WoW content. So, yeah. All right. Yep. Anything else? Uh, no. I think that's it. Other than yeah. check me out on my, my stuff. And yeah, I'll stream.
0: <laughs> Nothing <laughs> new things. on my end. I, yeah. Yeah. Go more follow my dogs. In, yeah. Go follow my dogs' Instagram if you want to see some weird stuff. Yeah. We bought her a new bed. <laughs> it's cute or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My goal is for my dog to be more successful than I am, so I can sponge off it. <laughs>
1: Well, oh, it's already got a couple suitors coming in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I used to know someone who was into the competitive dog breeding. I'm st- not used to. I know them still. I used to interact with them a lot more because I used to live near them. And uh, ever known a dog breeder before? I mean, like a competitive dog breeder who like did the dog shows and shit like that. Say that again. Ever known a dog breeder like a competitive dog show like? Uh, Westminster, whatever the fuck it's called, thing that shows up after the Thanksgiving Day Macy's Day Parade.
1: Nope, never.
0: Those people are fucking monsters.
1: <laughs> I can imagine
0: so much so that I, I, I babysat one of her puppies once, and this was a week after she had bought a puppy from a different litter. To, she was going to keep one male from the litter she just birthed because there was kind of a statistically there's going to be one. She basically bought one of the dogs that had just been birthed, like, dog is six weeks old, a concubine, for breeding purposes. Oh. It was a little messed up. I don't know how I got on that topic, but now you know that story. Yeah. Uh, yes, dog people are weird.
1: Yeah, no, I know that. The next level dog people
0: can be popular. Yeah. But yes, video games, we're a podcast about that, uh. You got nothing else to talk about this week. Let's close it out with Cue the Metal.